This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Despite persistent grilling from conservative leader Pierre Polyev, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau declined to directly answer questions in Parliament Hill Wednesday on foreign interference in Canada's recent elections. The Liberal government has rejected a Senate amendment to the Trudeau government's online censorship law, Bill C-11, which would protect the social media content posted online by Canadians from falling under government regulations. And a recent tweet by Justin Trudeau stating that, quote, trans women are women on International Women's Day is receiving widespread backlash on social media. Hello, Canada. It's Thursday, March 9th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Did CSIS warn Prime Minister Justin Trudeau that Liberal MPs were part of a foreign interference network? That is the question Conservative leader Pierre Polyev repeatedly asked Trudeau during the House of Commons question period on Wednesday. But Trudeau repeatedly dodged giving direct answers. Here's part of what that exchange sounded like. Honourable Leader of the Opposition. Has CSIS warned the Prime Minister, his staff, members of his party, uh, that members of his caucus or cabinet are part of a foreign interference network, yes or no? Canadians well know that issues of, uh, of uh, national security and, uh, and foreign interference uh, can often be highly sensitive, which is why we have created bodies uh, like NSICOP and NSERA uh, and other mechanisms to oversee the, the important and top secret work that our intelligence agencies do. Yes or no? We well know that issues of national security uh, can be highly uh, challenging to discuss as parliamentarians uh, in the open floor of the House of Commons. Yes or no? Mr. Speaker, issues around national security uh, have deep implications uh, for the safety and well-being of Canadians and those who serve to keep Canadians safe, sometimes in extraordinarily dangerous positions here and around the world. CSIS warned the Prime Minister's office three weeks before the 2019 election there was at least one candidate it identified as implicated in a foreign interference network. Is that member in the Prime Minister's caucus or cabinet, yes or no? Mr. Speaker, we have created formal processes where parliamentarians from all parties, including from that member's own party, can get top secret clearances to look into matters impacting on national security and the safety of Canadians without putting at risk the women and men who serve in our intelligence communities here in Canada and around the world to be able to continue to do their jobs of keeping Canadians safe. On Wednesday, it was revealed that CSIS reports acquired by Global News alleged that Chinese officials in Toronto had distributed financial donations to a network aiming to interfere in the 2019 election. 
The report prepared by the Privy Council office suggests it was read by Trudeau and his advisors. Lindsay, this has been called a drip, drip, drip story, and here we are with yet another drip. More documents coming forward, more testimonies, and of course, more grilling, not just from partisan actors like Pierre Polyev, but from people all across society. Yeah, this is a developing story. We're learning something new every day, and yet Trudeau still isn't giving us any answers. And that is evidenced by this exchange in the clip we just listened to. No, certainly. And I think Canadians of, of all walks of life, all political stripes are increasingly going, well, what's what's going on here? Okay, he announced these different measures, these committees, this special rapporteur, as I joked with Andrew Lawton the other day, it's not just a rapporteur, it's a special rapporteur. Oh, that's got to stand for something. I don't know. I mean, does that really make people go, okay, I'm done with this story here, particularly when uh, there are indications to suggest there's a lot more to come out. There are 11 uh, federal candidates who could be named here. So far, only one has been named. So the saga continues. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's only a matter of time before Bill C-11, which has been dubbed Trudeau's online censorship legislation, becomes law. On Wednesday, the government rejected Senate amendments to the bill, which aimed to protect the social media content posted online by Canadians from falling under government regulations. The amendments proposed by Senators Julie Meville Deschen and Paula Simons would effectively exclude user content on social media from regulatory oversight by the CRTC. Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez argued that the amendments would, quote, affect the governor in council's ability to publicly consult on and issue a policy direction to the CRTC to appropriately scope the regulation of social media services. Critic of the law and University of Ottawa Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law Michael Geist said that Ottawa's actions reveal their true intent with the legislation, the power to regulate what you post online. Geist wrote, quote, In doing so, Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez has left no doubt about the government's true intent with Bill C-11, retain power and flexibility to regulate user content. Now, Anthony, Geist and other critics of the bill argue that the government's intent with C-11 is to dictate what Canadians view online. Is this an accurate depiction of what the bill is going to do? Well, Lindsay, I'm a little floored, actually, by that Pablo Rodriguez quote that you mentioned there, because he's speaking more directly on this issue than than we've heard in the past. He says here that these amendments would uh, would get in the way of the government giving a policy direction to the CRTC to appropriately scope the regulation of social media services. I mean, wow, they usually finesse their words a bit more there. He's, he's saying, well, these amendments will get in the way of us uh, being able to direct uh, different social media things that the CRTC is doing. Okay, that's kind of a red flag there. That is concerning. Uh, they are basically saying, no, we don't want these amendments here. Paula Simons is a senator who was appointed by Justin Trudeau. She was in the media, a broader colleague of mine uh, at Post Media formerly. I, I think it's commendable that she put this forward. And I think it's interesting that there are people who are appointed by the government who are seen as even progressives who go, hold on, time out on all of this. Right. And I first learned about this issue from the YouTuber JJ McCullough, and he actually also testified in the House of Commons on this issue. And essentially, my takeaway was, 
what they're going to do in saying that they're going to promote Canadian content is actually promote leftist Canadian content. That's what's really going to happen is they're going to promote Canadian content that the Liberal government finds acceptable and worth promoting. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's a question hotly debated these days. Are trans women women? And yet Prime Minister Justin Trudeau could not avoid wading into the hot debate. He seems to think so. On Wednesday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau posted for International Women's Day on social media that trans women are women. Trudeau made an initial tweet about International Women's Day in general, and then a secondary tweet where he said, with a disturbing rise in anti-transgender hate here in Canada and around the world recently, I want to be very clear about one more thing. Trans women are women. We will always stand up to this hate whenever and wherever it occurs. Canadian journalist Terry Glavin responded by tweeting, quote, this is what happens when you have a TikTok influencer in charge of a NATO country. McGill University lecturer Terry Newman critiqued the PM over his claim that saying women are women is hateful. A number of Canadians took to Twitter to criticize the Prime Minister, including Jordan Peterson, who has been very vocal on this file. Lindsay, it was quite something. He didn't need to make this post. He could have just made a generic statement about International Women's Day, but he chose to make it secondarily, or I guess primarily, because this is the part that most people want to talk about, about the trans issue. Right. I wonder if it escapes him that he's centering men on International Women's Day. Well, he would definitely argue that is not the case, but it's a fractious debate. And to my point, what is the upside for him wading into this? I I also wonder, Lindsay, we see perspectives are changing a little bit in this. We see that there's more conversation about detransitioners. So younger people who say, I feel like I I was pushed into this uh, a bit too early. I wasn't able to make a good choice about this. I regret this. I'm frustrated. We know the UK has put a pause on reassignment surgeries, at least when it comes to those under 18. I mean, things are moving in a different direction. And this kind of makes Trudeau look like yesterday's man. Yeah, I mean, the premier of British Columbia, David Eby, he tweeted the same thing on International Women's Day that trans women are women. And I learned that in Eastern Europe, Women's Day is actually a day where the women receive flowers and chocolate and dinner from the men in their lives. So that's what they do over there. But in Canada, all we get is our politicians tweeting that trans women are women. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.